Welcome, everyone. It is the Fly Guys podcast. Justin Goodhart alongside Cameron Klein in the loft here in Newtown, Pennsylvania. Cameron, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's warm outside. Windows are open. <laughs> we were we were um, burning to death up here earlier. Yeah, I like I knew I was going to have to get obviously an air conditioner at some point up here. Um, in the windows, obviously. But, uh, a but the wind unit. is very forgiving on us. Like, it, it is. Got it feels very nice. comfortable. Yes. It feels very nice. Um, but there's going to be days where, you know, it's 80, 90 degrees. Well, you know, if we're doing this, you know, figure it out. we'll be doing this deep into the summer, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be 100 degrees up here. we got to figure something out. We'll figure it out. We'll MacGyver it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so today's show is going to be a bit of an abbreviated one, but an important one to have. Because tomorrow, Cameron, you are headed down to the Wells Fargo Center. Yes. You are going to be witnessing the Flyers. And yep. The opponent almost doesn't even matter. You know why I know that? Because I don't even know who they're playing tomorrow. Nashville. All I, is it Nashville? Yeah. Well, that doesn't. That's not a fitting team at all to have this. Uh, no, but no, you wish like it was like the Rangers or something like. Yeah, but but uh, you know, I'm I going kinda, down. I kind of wish the Rangers, but so bringing the tissues tomorrow. Uh, I'm probably gonna cry. Not even kidding. Tomorrow very well could be the final game of Claude Giroux's tenure in Philadelphia. We don't know yet. There's no reason to think that a deal has happened. There's no reason to think that it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone. People think that. They think they assume the Flyers will make a deal for uh, prospects in return of Claude Giroux's services. They do play again on Sunday. Um, the trade deadline is Monday. Mm-hmm. So I actually I don't think this is going to be his last game, but I think the game Sunday will be, personally. Uh, but I still think like, they have this thing. It's like, oh, it's the thousandth game uh, ceremony, which it is. But it seems a lot more like a goodbye ceremony. It it's opinion. certainly the way the Flyers have kind of advertised this game. It does feel like a goodbye. Uh, yeah. It feels like we're heading to a funeral. But what I will say as well, this episode is dedicated solely to the man simply known as G, the captain of the last ten or uh, nine seasons. Now he's been the captain since 2013. Yeah. Yep. Cameron, there's no way to just start off. I prepared a little something to read off before we kind of fire right into yeah. the great memories. In what very well could be it for Claude Giroux, he will suit up one more time and for the thousandth time as a Philadelphia Flyer, beginning his journey with guys like Danny Briere, Mike Richards, and Jeff Carter. Next to him are now guys like Joel Farabee, Scott Lawton, and Kevin Hayes. Giroux's tenure is one of the best in Philadelphia sports history. This is not debatable. It simply is. From an individual standpoint, he is up there with fellow longtime Philly athletes like Ryan Howard, Donovan McNabb, Simone Gagne, and even Allen Iverson. Oh, I, he's he's uh, way above Simone Gagne in my opinion. I I hold Simone Gagne in such high lore. I don't I don't really I, I, put yeah. one or one over the other. But hockey, it, it, regardless, hockey is treated poorly in this city compared to the other teams. And let's be frank about. I mean, that. Uh, pretty much everywhere, right? Like yeah. it's you know. Well, I'm speaking simply to Philadelphia. Yeah. But the Flyers are still a staple and an iconic franchise in the lore of the NHL. What Giroux has done has been very underrated by his city that he has refused to part ways with until this point. If this truly is Claude Giroux's final game, or at least final days as a Flyer, he will go out as one of, if not, the best Philadelphia Flyer over the last 30 years that this team has played. Yeah. And I don't think that's a stretch to say. No. Um, the Flyers have taken the time to retire the numbers of their legends, Bill Barber, Eric Lindros, Bernie Perron, and Bobby Clark, just to name a few. Claude Giroux will have kind of a tricky situation. He did not win a lot in the playoffs, but... He did have a lot of playoff moments with the Flyers, and more importantly, he has some of the most special moments that we are going to be reviewing today and just kind of more or less reminiscing about. Yeah, and like let's be honest, a lot of times that they made the playoffs, especially in the 2010s after you know 2014, it was because of him. He, he dragged the team kicking and screaming into the playoffs. No year is more representative of that than 2018 with his 100-point year that he did not win the Hart Trophy for. 
Yeah. Some guy from Jersey did. I don't even, like of the three guys. I don't even think he deserved it. It was him. It was who? Him, McKinnon, and and Giroux, right that year. Yeah, I think McKinnon probably should have. Uh, me too. Yeah. And then and then I mean I would say Giroux because we're fans of Giroux, obviously. Um, but yeah, I would say him and McKinnon, either well, one I'd be happy is, with. The Hart Trophy is the MVP, right? It's who is more valuable to his team. Yeah, the definition is most valuable to your team. Exactly, and I think Claude Giroux. The only reason that team made the playoffs was, was more of him. valuable to the Flyers than Taylor Hall was to the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. I don't think that's a stretch. I, I don't think that's a stretch either. No. No. But uh, let's go right into this. You, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought up 2018 first. Yes. Because we have, we have, a, we have a bunch of clips that we're going to play A bunch of clips to reminisce about. Um, and 2018 was, was, I think, during the last game or the second to last game of the season. They played against the New York Rangers at home. I was actually at this game. Um, the uh, Shippensburg University had an awesome package where you could pay like $30 or something like that. They would drive you down to the game. It was cool. Seats weren't the best, but it was cool. You're sitting with friends. Having a lot of fun. Enjoying um, a Flyers game. Enjoying a Flyers game. I did not expect, however, that day to see Claude Giroux's one and only regular season hat trick with the Philadelphia Flyers. So far, we still got at least two games left. We have we at least tomorrow. So if you have one more goodbye, man. Yes, that would be absolutely outstanding. So here's a clip of him, uh, Doc Emmerich, the legendary Doc Emmerich, on the call. Lofted to the corner. Sandheim turns there and floated back out. And this is Giroux. One of the more special moments, I think, in that season. It was a year where the Flyers, yeah. I mean, when you say they had to scratch and claw their way to the playoffs, a lot of people forget. It's not even like they got a wild card seat out of that. They got the three seed in the Metropolitan, yeah. and yeah. it was up for, you know, like, oh, man, what's going to happen? For Giroud to get his hat trick on the final day of the season, on the day that he also gets his 100th point of the season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just felt like a culmination of, like, you know what? His, his hard work has been rewarded. They're getting their asses to the playoffs. And, you know, whoever they take on, they you know, whatever, we're just happy that we got there. Yeah, and it was like that season and the season before where Flyers fans were kind of, including myself, were kind of thinking, like, ah, oh, he seems like he's slowing down a little bit. Which, which is natural. I mean, he was about he was hitting around 30 at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was getting close to the point where it's like, oh, he might not be a point-per-game player as much anymore. Maybe 70 points. Comes out and gets 100 Comes points. out and has his best season in his entire career. I mean, it was it was absolutely found. And arguably, you know, people say that the best season of Claude Giroux's career was that 2012 season, the the 93 point yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, that was the, he really broke out. That, that was year. the breakout yeah. year. This is definitely his best, in my opinion, and it's also probably his most underrated season. If you definitely. can even believe that, definitely. I mean, he finished in the top voting for the Hart Trophy. Yeah, and no one talks about that year mainly because of how the playoffs went. Yes, but, terrible, terrible playoff experience. I mean, can you? Do you remember that they pushed that series to six? Yeah, yeah. Sean Couturier's game five goal pushed I remember, it to six. I remember the Latang tripping. I remember all of it. Yeah, they would have won that game. When they took that 4-2 lead, When uh, who was it? Matt Reed or Scott Lawton scores that goal that Matt Murray should have had. I'm like, all right, we are elite. We're getting this one to seven. Yeah. We will, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose in Pittsburgh. Nope. Trip. Goal. Over. Uh, yeah. It, you know. Anyway, not here to reminisce about that. Here to talk about Claude Giroux. Um, so, yeah, uh, then we can rewind. Right. Let's, Let's go, go back, back all the way to when he was first drafted. Now, a lot of people, uh, I'm sure a lot of Flyers fans, this is a moment, a legendary moment in history uh, because of just how funny he was because of how important Claude Giroux has become for the Flyers. And when he's drafted, the only other guy who has had a thousand point, a thousand games in a Flyers jersey, forgot his name. <laughs> Philadelphia selects from Gatineau of the Quebec Junior League. 
Um, Brooklyn, forget. <laughs> That's a moment that young man will never forget. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'll tell you what. Forget. The kid won't be afraid to give hey, it to Clarky if, either. If, if there's a kid whose last name is Forget, he probably thought he just got picked. Yeah, that's certainly a moment Claude Giroux would never forget. <laughs> and quite frankly, I'm sure that's a moment Bobby Clark really wishes he could have had back in that moment. And this is actually one of my favorite clips because it's a perfect example of Claude Giroux's character in the fact that, like, um, you know, a lot of there's been a lot of athletes recently in Philadelphia that um, have soured on the Philadelphia fans and soured on the Philadelphia mentality. Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons, uh, Ben Simmons being the biggest one. I said a couple weeks ago that I never thought of all players that I'd hate the most in of all sports it'd be a basketball player and here it was Ben Simmons but Claude Giroux he's a guy who's drafting the first round the GM forgets his name and he doesn't give a shit it didn't affect him at all it didn't affect his ego it didn't go into anything at all you see his first ever interview when he's talking about how he's like oh you know I'm just kind of happy to be here he was on Preston and Steve earlier today which was awesome to be able to hear him and they, it's always great because they're actually able to bring like the human side of him out um, and for him to talk about the fact of like, you know, when I first got drafted, I didn't really know what was going to happen. He's like, you know, I'm just drafted this team. I kind of hope it was going to work out. I just tried to work hard. And and he's just ex- incredibly humble. And the fact that he's arguably, he is a top five flyer of all time. It was nothing but just hard work from the guy. No no showmanship. No no big ego babying around. Always Not just putting his head to the grindstone and getting things done. He was special from the word go. That's it's it's as simple as that. And the the career that he would end up having after that moment, it just it's it's a special special guy that he was as Philadelphian as Philadelphians come. He was. And so we'll move on to I we'll try to go in order. So obviously the next big moment um that I can think of off the top of my head uh 2010 the Flyers are in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. It's going into overtime. This team should not have even been there. They went into a shootout, one of which Claude Drew scored in the very last game of the season. We all know the story. We all know the story. Game 3, we're going into overtime, and here's this young kid from the Quebec Junior Major Leagues flying in on the net. And again, Doc Emmerich on the call. Back ahead, Danny Briere. Briere sets up Carl. I really thought, Cameron, I really, really thought after that goal that they were going to win that series. They were down 2 nothing. Game 1 was a crazy game back and forth. Blackhawks ended up taking it. I believe the final score was 5-4. to four. Mm-hmm. It was a game where you mm-hmm. thought the Flyers really should have won that game. I thought they played better. Game 2 comes. It's not at all like Game 1. It's no. a much more defensive game. Chicago takes it over Philadelphia. Yeah. You knew that they had to get off on the right foot at home. And that's exactly what they do in Game 3. They get the first goal. Danny Briere off the rebound. And then the game kind of goes back and forth. Flyers think they win it in overtime. The goal is waved off. And then just a few minutes later, Claude Giroux on that goal. Now, as someone who I I can – as I'm listening to that clip, I'm watching myself in the living room with my brother and his friends who Mm -hmm. were home from college to watch that moment. Yeah. I still believe in my heart of hearts they were better than that Blackhawks team. And I know that it's ridiculous to say because they lost that series in six. But the next game is another game that no one ever talks about. Flyers, you know, obviously looking to tie up the series. Yeah, right. They go up 2 nothing, 
and then the Blackhawks get one back closer to the end of the first period. And you're like, okay, all right, you get to survive. Just get to the first period up by one. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. Claude Giroux enters the zone. There's two Blackhawks defensemen back there. Kimo Tiemann is just kind of going right at them with the puck. Giroux sneakily comes oh, from yeah. behind the yes, net. I remember this too. No one picks him up. Tiemann pass, slam dunk, and then you just see Giroux like shaking his head, laughing, going, "That's that's unbelievable. We actually pulled that off." Yeah, it was it was a real Danny Briere type move too. It which was. was really the guy who kind of took Claude Giroux, one of the guys, him and Scott Hartnell, that took Claude Giroux under their wing. Uh, and Danny Briere always did that shit where he was so fast. That before you know it, he was not only in your zone, he's now behind your net, and now he's back in front of it. It was like very, very quick. And his ability to do that and his ability to create plays and score goals in so many different ways became a trademark of his career. Yeah. It's amazing what he did. And that goal right there, oh, I can I can still see Patrick mm-hmm. Kane putting his helmets, his mm-hmm. gloves on his helmet because he's like, oh, we had it. We had a 3-0 lead in our grasp, and now it's 2-1. It's a big. It's a big shift. That's, it's a, that's a it, big shift. I don't think people realize in that moment how big three zero versus two one is. Oh, it's 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 huge, it's gigantic. Three zero. It's done. It's, it's pretty done. much done. O- there are only a few examples. One of which belongs to Claude Giroux and the Philadelphia Flyers in that series, right? <laughs> or in and, that playoff series. And by the way, that I don't know if you have that moment at all, but his shift against the Bruins. When he's just hiding, hogging the puck away from all those Bruins, yeah. three of them working on him, and yeah. he's just like, nope, to, to nope, just going to keep it in the, the corner. Uh, no, unfortunately, I don't. Um, I mostly just kept it to kind of his his scoring stuff. But That's totally fine. I love that you brought up though the fact that 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 game winning goal right there against uh, uh, Chicago in Game Three. It was the second chance, right? Because they had that one goal go in and then it was called back. Yes. And that's just another example of the competitiveness of him and and him trying to will his team to victory. At a very young at age. At such a young age. On a team that he probably doesn't have to will them to victory on. Oh, no. You, you can I mean, you had Chris Gagne. Pronger, you had Gagne, right. you had Richards, Richards Carter, Carter yeah. Briere. But the list goes on. Much different team back then. But, man, he became – that was – people say 2012 was his coming out year, and I, and I know why. Yeah, well, yeah. The 2010 yeah. playoffs, everyone knew in Philadelphia who Claude Giroux was after Yeah, that. it was at that point where we realized, like, this this isn't just a piece. Like, this no. is a guy who – This is okay. a cornerstone player. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, moving on. We move on to two years later – the legendary goal, the goal that I would say it was on that season, right? The, the breakout season that we all we, we say. And it was really the goal, I think, that really, really put him on the map. Shootout, Toronto. And apparently, some people think Claude Drew has wrist problems. Now Claude Giroux, three for five this year, 36% for his career. Moves on in. Some wrist problems. Wow. Is that Rick Middleton going down there? What a magical move by Giroux. Look at the hands right here. <laughs> Gustafson says, oh, my God. Can I leave now? What a shot by Giroux. The water bottle goes flying. I, I, I Lost in all of that. Did you know that that was the fifth straight game Ilya Brizgalov posted a shutout? <laughs> no. That was, that was the crazier no. part. In five consecutive starts, he yeah. posted five shutouts. It's, it's the, what got him that $30 million contract. The only good stretch of his career as a flyer is right yeah. there. But uh, I, I remember watching that game my downstairs, and I'm just like it's 0-0, and he scores that goal. And I just remember I'm just laughing. I'm like, that's it. It doesn't matter. That, yeah. They're not losing this game after what he just did. What's funny is, like, you know, he's not known as being – I mean, he's a goal scorer, obviously, but he's known more for being a playmaker than anything. The guy who went up next for Toronto is Phil Kessel. Who's known for scoring goals? 
and, and he it doesn't just, get it. It didn't matter because it was just like nothing's going to beat when that. When you it was get ridiculous. a play like that, there are plays when you watch any sports game, you see a play and you're like, that team's not losing. Like Philly yeah. special, you knew that team. Like th- they're not over. losing that game. Yeah. Um. You know, just crazy balances that happen from time to time. When when the, the snap over Peyton Manning's head is one of my favorite examples of the opening drive of that Super that Bowl game's against, over. It's over. Or Done. how about this? When Ryan Fitzpatrick hits Mac Hollins on the like the the, the hail mary against Oakland the face mask pass, yeah. the face mask pass. Like you just know at that point that happened. It was like okay, well Daniel Carson's not missing this kick. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. But I'll tell you this: that goal, that shootout goal. Also, oh, it's Jason Sanders, but it's all right. did I say Daniel Carlson? Yeah, it's all right. He's a Vikings kicker. He sucks. It happens. Yeah. Yes, Jason Sanders, money money bag Sanders. I'll tell you this right now. Not this year, anyway. (laughs) That shootout goal, I continue to believe, is the greatest shootout goal I've ever seen. It's up there, man. I mean, it's it's the one that like I modeled every time I played NHL. I modeled that. That was my shootout move. It was the toe drag pull. The way you will not undress a goalie that much. Literally, it was as if there was a an imaginary string wrapped around Drew's stick, also wrapped around Gustafson, and he legitimately pulled him out of the net. It's beautiful. And then he hits the water bottle. Yeah, which is just yeah. Like that's just like video game shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. What else we got? Okay, so moving on, we move into the 2012 playoffs again. Um, This was what really. Got a lot of people who were casually interested in the Flyers and put them f- at the forefront because it was the series with the Penguins. The regular season, things started getting chippy. That last game with them in the reg- at the end of the regular season. In Pittsburgh when Brier Danny Breer got gets hit. hit by yeah. the tally. It's a whole thing. Moving on, they go into, it's game six. Flyers are up 3-2. They open the game. It's in Philadelphia. If they lose this game. It's game seven back in Pittsburgh. No guarantees. And Pittsburgh is the team at this point that is you know, the, the Stanley Cup favorite. The team that's supposed to go win it, Crosby's supposed to go get his second with uh, Dan Balsma. So how do you think Claude Giroux, the captain of the Flyers, opens up this game? Not even the captain at the time. No, but, I mean, come on. It was he, his team. It was his point. team, yeah. Here in this building, start things off as the puck is deflected near the Pittsburgh but and Crosby is knocked to the ice with a hard hit as Dupuis back the other way. That puck is in the glove of Ilya Brzezgalov. That's the way to start the game. Close your roll up against Sidney Crosby, and you want to get the fans going in your own building. Hit Crosby. Now you figure at that moment. I remember watching that hit live, and I thought, "All right, you know what? All right, good, good start, good start." But oh, that's was that was your reaction? I did not. I was terrified of that game. I was like, oh. "If they lose this game, they're not winning this series." That moment, I, it was over for me. So I didn't have that moment yet. I jumped up and I just went, "Oh, baby, it's over!" <laughs> oh, they don't know what's going to hit them now. What happens next? That got me out of my seat. One of my favorite calls ever. Oh, yeah. And it's one that's tattooed into my brain. And now Yager trying to play it ahead, but it's knocked away. Picked up here, though, by Giroux. Shots go! a little bit of a move. Nobody moves on him. He creates his own time and space. Cuts back into the middle. The right hand shot in the left hand side. His stick gets a great angle to the net. He just picks his target. No pressure on him at all. And he fills the top. So in terms of just big playoff moments, ultimately it resounds in a 4-1 to Flyers win that they take on to the second round of the playoffs and you know ultimately they lose that series with yeah. the Devils. But I don't think people are able to appreciate what that goal meant in the moment. When he scored that goal and he flips, you know, his hands up in the air towards the crowd and he slams his fist into the boards and he's looking at Yager and you can clearly say he's like, let's go, let's go. 
they had no chance after that oh, yeah, game, it was, it after was that over. goal. The Penguins, I think they Deflated. knew. I think Crosby knew. Mm-hmm. Because I remember this one camera shot when they see they show Crosby as he watches the goal. He's just kind of like, no way. No chance that we're winning this game. Because yeah, you got to think, too. Like That year was the height of the Giroux-Crosby rivalry. Yes. Um, they didn't. They obviously didn't like each other. Crosby <laughs> says as much. Says, right. Um, and, yeah, like uh, like that was the year that Peter Laviolette said that he's like, well, it's, it's easy to be – it's easy to coach wins when you have the best player in the league. Blatantly – just calls out, out Dan Bilesman. And he's and Dan Bilesman. And he's just like, you know, like, you know. Well, no, I'm saying like he was saying for myself, for Peter Laviolette. He's like, it's easy for me to win games when I have the best player in the league and Claude Giroux. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, right, 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 right. So, so, you know, there was this big rivalry. And of course, you know, in hindsight, we all know Sidney Crosby's the better player at yes. the end of the day, just because he's generational. But at that time, there's this battle of egos between the two of them, and these are two of the most competitive guys in the league. I mean, everybody's competitive, but these guys are the captain of their teams. Again, not yet, but pretty much he was. And for them to just have this rivalry and for it to open up where the guy on the other team who you know, as you're, if you're Sidney Crosby, you're like, I know I'm better than this guy. I'm already a Stanley Cup winner. I'm, I'm, My name is already being etched in, in Canada. In history. Yeah. Right. And I, I start this game, I get knocked on my ass when I'm significantly bigger than Giroux. Mm-hmm. And then 30 seconds later, he rips it top shelf. I mean, that ping of that post, you think he didn't have nightmares about that? Going into June, Crosby wake <laughs> Just wake up. <laughs> and remember, that goal... His wife, what's, I mean, what's wrong, Spear? I, I keep hearing it. I keep hearing it. That team did not recover from that series loss until no. they finally won again in 2015-2016. No, they had that to get rid of Dan That, that was three yeah. years of just constant playoff failure, especially after that. Now, what I will also say... If you have not done so in a while, or maybe you don't remember as well, just go watch the highlights of each game from that series. Oh. Except for Game 4. You can ignore Game 4, I promise you. It's yeah. not a game worth watching. It's the rough But one. the game's worth watching. Game 2, Game mm. 3, Game 3 especially. Game 3 especially. And yeah. Game 6. Game 2 and Game 3 for the physicality and just the obscene amount of goals that are scored. Game 3, I would say, you know, have like a glass of wine with you because your blood pressure is probably going to go up. Oh, yeah. That's well, a, especially uh, when Sean Couturier is knocked out I, by um, James Neal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Anyway. All right, so we have two more moments. Um, one, not super big, but it was one that I just remember thinking only he could do something like this. We're in 2014. It's, I believe, around March at this point, or maybe late February, early March, probably right around this time. And... They're playing against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they were down, I think, four to two, something like that. It's they like worked four to their one way up. at one point. Yeah, yeah they kind of worked their way back. They worked their way back. There's a couple closing seconds of the game, right? Puck goes in, or puck is bounced off the goaltender. Right there, Claude Giroux is on the puck. However, you know he's he's facing it backwards. Doesn't matter. Claude Giroux doesn't care. When you're that good, it just doesn't. Fuck matter. your physics. Yeah, I mean, he just the man doesn't care. Strike around behind. There's Voracek again. Voracek taking a look back to strike. He'll wind and fire. It goes wide. Side of that. Drew back in. They score! Here's what I want to know about this. Why is that goal not talked about more as one of the greatest, most skilled goals ever? <laughs> no one talks about it. The man's not looking at the net. He on fling- his way down. On his way down, at- flings it. Cross-checked, and, by the way. And by the way, he gets it past a two-time Vesna caliber goalie in Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah, top shelf. How is that not more talked about? It's just It's one of those things, right, where certain players are so good that it it's not 
unfair. It's ridiculous. It's criminal. It's one of these things where, like, you know, we watched Patrick Mahomes, right, a couple years ago where he's running in the backfield for, like, 15 seconds. Yes. And then he just whips it. 60 yards, bang, right on the money. And, and it's wh- like, there's not—that is ridiculous. There's nothing— that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. I think the reason why it's those plays like these don't go as noticed is because the human mind is mentally incapable of comprehending <laughs> the greatness that they have just witnessed. So they're like, <laughs> better to just focus on something that is more up my alley, like you know, like a like a cute little spinorama. Like that's cool. Like yeah. or or a Sveshnikov type goal, a lacrosse right. style goal. Right. That right there, the body strength to oh, yeah. get the puck yeah. off the ground when you're being cross checked from the back, facing away from the net. Yeah, the velocity it has to have to yeah. go past a two-time Vesna winning goalie and Sergei Bobrovsky, top shelf, not bottom shelf, right. and it gives your team the lead in the closing seconds of the game. If you think that's easy, go to a roller rink somewhere and just try to take a backhand shot, not backwards, N- not, not while back- you're falling over. Just try to do one. Mm-hmm. Try to elevate a puck backhand. Good luck. Have I wish fun. you luck. Have fun. Well, he can do it. Um, Next, finally, the last one. Um, I would say this was really the last truly, truly, truly great moment of his career with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fitting because it's also the game where he hugs Wayne Simmons and he says, no matter what happens, I love you. Because Wayne Simmons was about to be traded. Mm-hmm. And it's very fitting, obviously, to, to I think what's one, happening right now. One of now. the most special games for Flyers fans and I think the Flyers organization within the last 10 years. It was a great send-off for Wayne Simmons. It was a great moment for Claude Giroux. And we can only hope that within the next weekend, if, if he is eventually traded by Monday, that he has a send-off like this as well. Mm-hmm. Now he accelerates and drops it off for the carry-on by Claude Giroux. Giroux holding, gets around in front. Just, I, I can't it's the remember. pose. It's the pose afterwards. It's the photo that is snapped off that I think belongs in like when you see like go down a Flyers hallway and you see Bill Barber and Reggie Leach and Rod Brindamore and Ron Hextall and all these guys. That photo needs to be up there on that wall somewhere. Yeah, it's. I, I agree. It was a game where they were losing three to one as. Uh, it was mentioned in the broadcast. The The overall season was not, again... It was not a good one. Good one. They get a goal back to make it 3-2, and you're like, all right, 4.59 to go, probably not enough time, but you never know. And then, obviously, Jake Voracek, who, by the way, another good flyer that I, I think should be remembered fondly. I'll never forget how he just kind of flings the puck at the net, and I don't know what the hell was going on with Matt Murray on that well, play. I, I'm, I, the reason why I clipped that clip a little bit longer is um, I believe it's I believe it's Eddie Olchek talking. I, Eddie, I think it is Eddie Olchek, yes. Um, but 
he or maybe Ray Ferraro. Um, but he says the stutter step that Giroud does, and if you watch the clip over again, he one of the beautiful things about hockey is you start to get more and more involved in it, yes. watch it more and more, and talk to people that actually play. Um, this comes from his information comes from a roommate that I used to know that that played hockey since he was five years old. But he said, watch their skates. It's one of the truly mesmerizing things about hockey, and it's something that a lot of people don't notice. But his skates, he does this stutter step where it looks like he's changing direction, but he doesn't. And so he kind of starts to cut off to the right, which causes Matt Murray to cut off to the right, and he shoots it in a way that he didn't think would even be thought of given direction of where Drew's skates were going. And so he's not in the correct position. That's really all it is. He gets a piece of it, but not enough. Not enough. And it just trails through it. It looks almost anticlimactic. Yet in a way, the pose that he gives right afterward, I am your God, as he skates (laughs) by... It's and, just it's in Citizens it should Bank be etched Park, in history. It was, uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Citizens Bank Park, Lincoln Financial. Yeah, this one was Field. the link. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, the the one against the Rangers was CPP, but yeah, the the one they won was in the link. Yeah, yeah, the one outdoor game. They it won. it was such a cool goal. It was such a cool moment, and it really was a nice send off for Wayne Simmons, who had knocked someone out earlier that game. I think people also forget that, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> he he's still yeah. he's still he he's was, still clean up too. He, he said it was a clean hit. He still he still is adamant <laughs> that it was a clean hit. Oh man! So those are those are the Claude Giroux moments that you know we have, but everyone has their own little Claude Giroux, and everyone has their own little token to kind of hold Claude Giroux close and near and dear by. Here's how I'm going to choose to remember the captain if this is it. I'm going to choose to remember the guy that in 2012, he was the leader on what I think to this day is the best Flyers team I've ever watched. I think that they were I, better. I would say that's fair. I think they were better than the 04 team. I think they were better than the 2010 team. I think they were definitely better than the 2010 team. They just weren't as hot as the 2010 team. Yeah. Now, what I'll also say is this. I think that the Flyers' failure to capitalize around the prime of Claude Giroux is and always will be one of the biggest abject organizational failures of all time. And I understand that not every, like, listen, Flyers haven't won a cup since the 70s. So it's not like he's the only generational t- talent or just great player that they had that they couldn't win with. Rod Brindamore. Yeah. Eric Lindros. John yeah. LeClaire. Yeah. Michael Renberg. The list guys, goes on. Yeah. The list goes on and on. Next all, I mean, yeah. But. We'll be here all day. You've said it a thousand times. Ed Snyder said you don't have a player to like Claude Giroux, and he mentions others, to not win a Stanley Cup. We didn't win. And we have to live with that. And they're now mired in the worst season of Claude Giroux's career. It's a directionless feel for this franchise that the only feel-good moment that anyone could find, any that any Flyers fan could derive from the season, is watching that guy go off Ray Bork style, go to a team, win a Stanley Cup, and then maybe retire after that. And that's the thing is that, despite the fact that the team failed to build around, despite the fact that he has had all this personal success and he's tried to will this team into victory over and over and over again due to his competitive edge. Despite all of that, he still doesn't want to go. He still feels that he owes something to this team in this city. I don't I don't know a better definition of a Philadelphia athlete than that guy. And it's never going to be talked about enough because hockey just isn't as appreciated in this city, but I am so proud to know that I own a Claude Giroux jersey. Same. It, and, is, a, and, it is a classic, timeless buy that one oh, yeah. day Pete Mitchell and Ness will come out with their own version of it, and it will look awesome. That's such a good poster, Cameron. It's just such a cool It's one of my favorites, yeah. yeah. It's uh, one of those Philly word art oh, yeah. posters. The guy does a great job. I have Dave Schultz one as well for the people that can't see. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites. And, um, yeah, 
Uh, to close out, I would love to say one of the things I've been thinking about a lot in terms of Claude Giroux and, and, and hockey in general. Um, Danny Briere is what introduced me to hockey. Claude Giroux is what made me fall in love with him. I think that's a great way to put it. I think anyone that started following the Flyers in the last 10 years, Claude Giroux is your reason for watching. Yeah. And tomorrow night, let be Claude Giroux. Let Claude Giroux be your reason for watching just one more time. This is going to hurt if no. he's traded. This is going to sting. Be ready for it. This one, it'll take a while to get over. I, I, I fully expect to, to at least be tearing up tomorrow mm-hmm. night at the game. And so with that, brings to an end of a very special Fly Guys podcast. Justin Goodhart alongside Cameron Klein. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fly Guys Podcast, at Goodhart Justin, at Cameron Klein 15. Be happy, be healthy, wear your masks if you have to, maybe you don't. And as always, thank you, Claude Giroux, for everything you've done for our city.